right. Next up, we've got no sport, but instead the G- July July release schedule. That's right, July release schedule. So we've got a number of major products coming up. You can see it here. I cherry-picked some of my favorites. This is not all of them, but we've got 2022 Select UFC. That should be fun. 2021 Tops Grown Bundesliga on July 6th. Select UFC was July 1st. Prism NBA, finally. 2021 Prism NBA on July 8th. 2021 Tops Finest Bundesliga on July 8th. 2021 Tops Finest UEFA July 13th. 2022 Prism WNBA July 15th. 2021 NT Basketball, finally, July 20th. 2021 Optic Football, finally, July 20th also. So July 20th is going to be a pretty amazing day. Um, A weird one here, 2022 Bowman Chrome Road to the UEFA U21 Euro Soccer, July 20th. Brand new product, Bowman Chrome never come out for soccer, so this should be cool. 2021 Select Football on July 27th and 2021 Impeccable Premier League Soccer on July 29th. Uh, Those are obviously cherry-picked. We have some other things in there like Obsidian Basketball and stuff like that coming out. Um, and some random tops products for baseball, but no major flagship or chrome coming out in July. And yet, still pretty a pretty good release schedule. So let's look at a couple of my favorite. And we've got Prism Basketball. Of course, it's going to look like Prism Football from this year. We'll see if it's as cheap as the Prism Football felt. I didn't get to feel any colored cards, but I felt some of the base cards, and they felt awfully cheap. They're pretty bendable, pretty papery. Um, definitely not the chromium stock that you are used to on Prism. So we'll see if they do the same thing to basketball. It would be a real shame if they did that to Cade Cunningham uh, rookies. I wouldn't be a fan of that, but we'll see. But finally, July 8th, after the draft, we're getting the rookies from last year. Next up, we've got Topps Chrome Bundesliga. So every year, obviously, there's the Topps Chrome UEFA and then the Topps Chrome Bundesliga, the second biggest release, I think. I think in my mind, and you can see the design here. Um, pretty sleek. I do like the uh, edges, the cornered cornered edges, and then the banner through the middle of the design. And then you can see a top nine insert there. Um, pretty good design. I like it. NT basketball coming out. Also a very nice design. Love the logo man. They had the 75th anniversary this year, so they took those logo men's and put them in the cards. So this Cade Cunningham with the logo man, with the Diamond D, uh, Jerry West in there. Absolutely incredible. Love that card. Obviously, I won't have the problem buying NT because I can't afford it, but if you can afford it or if you can afford getting an NT, I feel like, to me, this is one of the coolest logo men's you'll ever be able to lay your eyes upon. Next up is Optic Football. Optic Football always looks the same, but I like it. I'm a big fan of Optic Football more so than, say, uh, Selector Prism, at least right now. So I'm a big Optic guy myself, so I'm excited for that. And then lastly, here is the Bowman Chrome Road to the UEFA. With the first Bowman in the corner there, you'll see that Felix Mambimbi. And uh, he gets a first Bowman. Now, are there going to be a ton of huge names from what I hear? Probably not. But the fact that you get first Bowman cards now, first Bowmans are huge in baseball. And with soccer kind of being a similar structure to baseball with a bunch of lower levels and then the upper levels, right? Uh, minor leagues and major leagues in baseball and um, whatever they have in soccer. I won't get into it because I don't know enough. 
but they have Bowman first now. And if you get 16, 17, 18 year olds with officially a Bowman first card, it'll be a lot easier for people to point to that and say, Hey, that's their first card. And instead of saying, ah, which one's their rookie, I don't really know. Is it this one? Is it that one? This will make life a lot easier for people, I think. And so I'm excited for this Bowman Chrome release. I hope it goes really well and I hope they continue to do it for every league. That's all I have for you today. That's the July release schedule. Some pretty cool stuff and some new stuff with Bowman. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you have good rips in July. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Formula One 5 at 5 here on the Slab Stock Show. My name is Aaron, and we have a packed episode today in four or five minutes because Silverstone is this weekend. That is the race in the UK. It's the 10th of the season, and here we have Hamilton winning, holding up his home flag, super excited for this race, and really hoping to see a good race for Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, and Lando Norris as they are racing at home. Now, if you do want to watch the Formula One British Grand Prix this weekend, here are the times. You can see it there in Central Time. Uh, free practice one is at 7 o'clock on Friday. Practice session two is at 10 on Friday. Saturday practice three is at 6 a.m. on uh, yeah, 6 a.m. on Saturday. Qualifying is at 9 a.m. That's the one you want to watch. If you're going to watch any of those practice sessions, you know, qualifying is the one to watch. 9 a.m. on Saturday, and then the race is at 9 a.m. on Sunday. So the same time for Saturday and Sunday to watch this weekend's Grand Prix. Next up, this weekend it is returning to circuit style. So it's been a bunch of street tracks going to circuit style race. It's going to be great to see, great racing, a historic track. Super excited for that. And a new announcement here is that ESPN has renewed the rights for Formula One broadcasting. It was going up between ESPN, Amazon, and Netflix. Went to F1 for $70 million per year. That's $65 million more than they've been paying. So ESPN has really been pretty much robbing F1 for the rights for these last two years. And now they're about to pay $70 million uh, through 2025. So we'll see what that looks like going forward. If that increases even more from there, I imagine it will as more bidders come to the table. Now, a couple upgrade talks here is Williams. So they're bringing an upgrade that might result in one second quicker in qualifying per the simulator data. And if we look at, this is going back to the Azerbaijan qualifying for Q1 because in Canada it was raining. So kind of throwing that out the window. But looking at Azerbaijan, if you look at Alban and Latifi here, they were at uh, 144 and 145 uh, with you know some hundreds of seconds and tens of seconds after that. But if you take off one second from that qualifying time, it basically puts them all the way up to where George Russell was in the Mercedes um, at Azerbaijan. So we'll see what happens. I don't expect them to jump all those uh, drivers. But if they do really save a second, and if they were racing Azerbaijan, then they would probably be up there. But remember, these other uh, teams are upgrading all that stuff. Anything can happen in qualifying. Just looking at what the announcements were. So last time we were racing in Silverstone, uh, Max and Lewis had a little dust up here. Max, as you can see, started spinning off the track. There he, hit, there he is in the gravel and the resulting damage. So Max DNF'd back in Silverstone. Uh, some people say Lewis's fault. Some people say not. I'll leave that up to you to decide if you go back and watch the video. But we do have two new all-time sales, all-time high sales for these two drivers going into this weekend. Max's gold track tag out of 50 PSA 9 sold for over 4,000. Same with Hamilton's Aqua BGS 8.5 Portrait number of 99 if you look at the bgs 8.5 of hamilton it's steadily increased here since february i'm um, only this is only a pop three and it sold three times so it has a little bit of a 19 percent increase but uh sitting right now over four thousand four and eight five and then max's gold track tags one hasn't sold since october so we saw a huge spike in this card for the psa 9 these track tags are super sought after inserts from 2020 uh a great insert set in my mind we did just get one of these back from grading sgc not the max a different driver Got pretty nice grades, so make sure to watch the slab reveals that just went out yesterday to see who it was. 
Tons of F1, by the way, in that video. If you love F1, you got to watch that video. But I want to point out that not all F1 cards are hitting these all-time highs. So some cards, i.e. this Lewis Hamilton here, Aqua of 99 PSA 10, got overhyped a little too quickly because of the top grade, hit upwards of $30,000, and it's now dropped back down to under 15 k pretty much level from where it started, which is around 13500 So when you're looking at Formula 1 cards, make sure if you are buying that you don't jump in in those super tight increases of, you know, 200% or 100% gains and make sure you wait until the prices might level off for some of them because some of them are right now and you might be able to find some good deals. That's all I got for this week's 5 at 5 Formula 1. Be sure to check out Silverstone this weekend. Really excited to see the race and really hope to see a good effort from the hometown kids, Hamilton, George Russell, and Lando Norris. What is up, hockey people? My name is Greg Longto and welcome to this week's 5 at 5 Hockey. As you might know, last Sunday night, the Colorado Avalanche won their first Stanley Cup in 21 years, beating the back-to-back champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, in six games. After a few seasons of being eliminated a little earlier than we thought, they finally came through and won their Stanley Cup. And interestingly enough, their general manager who put this team together, Joe Sackick, was the captain of the team at their last conquest in 2001. When asked about what was the secret of their success, Captain Gabriel Landeskog said, find a Kelmicar somewhere and started laughing. And we could probably recommend you do the same in your collection if you're looking to invest in hockey. The defenseman led the team with 29 points in 20 games despite a foot injury during the playoffs, earning the Connie Smythe Trophy awarded to the most valuable player and also winning the Norris Trophy awarded to the best defenseman of the season. Add to that a Stanley Cup, and it is a dream season for Kale McCarr, who is on the same kind of pace than legends like Ray Bork and Bobby Orr at the same point in his career. When McCarr got drafted, you could find his raw 2019 Upper Deck YG for about $30. Now his PSA 10 version sold for $1,075 yesterday, a 50% increase from only a month ago and almost a 200% increase from the moment where they were eliminated last season by the Vegas Golden Knights. All-time high in value for Makar. Probably not the time to buy, but keep your eyes on this player and his prices as he could go down in one of the most talented and spectacular defensemen of all time if he continues on this pace for sure. Another star in the team is fellow Canadian Nathan McKinnon, whose 2013 upper deck YG PSA 10 sold after the game for $845, a 31% drop since last year. It's very interesting to see one of the champions team leaders on offense seeing such a drop, but it is probably explained by the success of Mekar with everyone turning their eyes and investment on the star defenseman. And now on the Tampa Bay Lightning side, after two back-to-back championships, let's see where these prices goes for goaltender Andrei Vasilevsky's his same card. So his YG PSA 10 sold for $910 after the game, a 28% decrease since last year. 
very understandable since uh, he didn't win another cup. And that might be an interesting pick here as Vasilevsky is on his way to become one of the best goalies in history. And the Lightning will still be a contender next year and for the years going forward, as long as they have general manager Julien Brisebois and coach John Cooper and such leaders on defense and offense. Tampa Bay will still be one of the best teams in the league. So Vasilevsky might be an interesting play here. Also, an interesting case would be Braden Point, one of the offensive uh, leaders on offense, pardon me, after being injured in this playoff run and only getting five points in nine games. His 2016 upper deck YGPSA 10 dropped all the way down to $129, while it was over $330 just a year ago. If Point comes comes back healthy next season and start performing again and becomes the flavor of the week, the flavor of the month, and the flavor of the season. That might be an interesting investment here in Braden Point's rookie card graded in PSA 10. So we will see in the next months, the next weeks, where we go after the draft. And also keep your eyes on the free agent market launching on july 13 and of course we will be back there here at five at five from slab stocks to give you all the latest information about these young players getting drafted and also the veteran who will be with new teams next season with new contracts what's up everyone for baseball today i want to talk to you about lying stats lying stats so what i mean by that is that when you look at stats, you can make them tell a story that might not necessarily be true. You can get them to prove your point or disprove your point, whichever way you want to go, generally by cherry-picking the stats you want to use. And the reason I bring this up is because if you look at stats in baseball specifically, a little bit harder to do maybe in basketball or football, but in baseball specifically, there's so many stats that you can get a guy and you can say, look, he is so good, this is the reason. Somebody else can say, dude, this guy stinks, these are the reasons. Technically, not either of you would be wrong, but when you are investing in baseball prospects, you want to have the full picture, and therefore, if you listen to one person and they are pro Luis Robert or pro Noelvi Marte or something, they are going to make the stats look good. And if you listen to a Cubs fan talking about Corbin Burns, they're going to say, oh, Corbin Burns, this is bad because of this reason, because they're a Cubs fan and they want Corbin Burns to be bad. And so a good example of this was last night when Chris Crawford, a baseball writer I follow, is a somewhat a Mariners fan. He writes nationally now, so he's not really a fan, but he is kind of still a Mariners fan, quote unquote. And he said, since May 1st, Carlos Santana is hitting 256 with a 371 on base and a 405 slugging. That'll work. The tweet right underneath it, I kid you not, these were back-to-back tweets on my timeline for Twitter, says, Carlos Santana hasn't exactly been on fire over his last 162 games. 206 batting average, 309 on base, 309 slugging, not a typo. 21 doubles, 0 triples, 13 home runs, 87 walks, 99 strikeouts. His ability to draw walks is his saving grace. Back-to-back tweets. One says Carlos Santana, terrible. One says Carlos Santana, pretty good. Which one to believe? Well, it depends on your scope, right? We're looking at, since May 1st, Santana pretty good. We're looking at over the last 162 games, which is a full season, pretty bad. 
and you can do that for anything. If you liked Luis Robert, these are Luis Robert stats. If you looked at his 2022 totals, you'd say, eh, 733 OPS, not very good. If you looked at his last seven days, you'd say, eh, 492 OPS, not good. If you looked at his last 28 days and said 700 OPS, you'd say, eh, not good. But if you were a fan of Luis Robert, you'd say, hey, look at what Luis Robert has done in his last 14 days, 803 OPS. Or look at what Luis Robert has done in the last calendar year. 853 OPS, 504 slugging, 315 batting average. He's been amazing in the last calendar year. And so when you are looking up stats, you have to remember to look at the full picture. Don't just look at the entire season because that can be misleading. Don't just look at the splits because that can also be misleading. Um, if a guy has performed really poorly at the start of the season and then caught fire, he might be a lot different guy than what his full season stats say. Case in point, Brandon Woodruff. So we're looking at Brandon Woodruff pitching stats here. And on the year, he has a 474 ERA. But you'll notice his game number one, he pitched only 3.2 innings and had seven earned runs. If you take away that game, he's thrown 40 innings of 3.60 ERA baseball. So you'll notice a lot of people that will say, since the first start of the year, meaning after the first start of the year, he has a really good ERA, whereas people that don't like him will say he has a 474 ERA on the year because it's the full season. So it depends on what you're going for, but you can make stats lie for you. In fact, he's been even a little bit better since he pitched tonight. Five innings only gave up one earned run. He has actually been, since the first start of the year, 45 innings and a 3-4-0 ERA which is a far cry from what his ERA is after tonight's start, a 4.40. That is me, a Brewers fan, telling you that Corbin Burns has been, or Brandon Woodruff has been really good because he has been, but that first start is still on his record. So which one do you want to believe? That's where the eye test comes in. That's where other scouting reports come in. You can look at stats all day, but you got to use other sources because if you just look at the stats, you'll say Brandon Woodruff bad. If you just listen to me, you'll think Brandon Woodruff good. Get other sources, and you'll be really you'll do really well in the baseball card market. Back again with another Flip Quest episode. Today's twenty four. This upcoming Sunday, we have a live stream at nine forty five p.m. Eastern time. As always, be sure to come by, watch us buy, sell, and give away some slabs here on the PWCC Weekly Auction number twenty four. Super excited for this episode. Tons of really good cards, and of course, more Prism Golds. Uh, there's just, I guess, an endless just chest of prism golds for sale right now uh, but we're not here to talk about those again although here's a mike conley right there i am here to ask nate to make a case for either of these two cards and tell me why each is better than the other the cards we are looking at is a 2017 bowman chrome red refractor out of five mike trout bgs 10 pop one at 220 dollars current bid and the other card is also a mike trout it also has some red involved, but it's a Heritage Red Ink Auto out of 70, BGS 9.5 from 2019, also at a current bid of $220. Nate, start with the BGS 10 Red Refractor and tell me why this card should be worth more or sell for more than the Mike Trout Heritage Red. Well, for starters, you're looking at color match here, red on red. For secondsies, I'm a big believer in if people love like Prism Gold out of 10, I feel like if that's a thing, Bowman Chrome Red, something like that. Short printed should be a thing also. Where if you're gonna pick up, if you're gonna pick up a random color, a random year of something, 
might as well be red in my book. And I think I'm going to start doing that if I see reds for cheap, buying them up. And so for me, Mike Trout, best player of a generation, red, one of the most iconic colors outside of obviously Superfractor and stuff. Color match, BGS 10, extremely hard to get. You marry that all together. This is a card that I feel like will have at least something that somebody will like down the line. Like maybe they don't care about the BGS 10, but they love the color match. Maybe they don't care about the color match, but they just love that it's out of five. Uh, there will be something with this card that will pique people's interests 10 years down the line. All right. Now the Heritage Auto. Go. As for the Heritage Auto, obviously there are a lot of Mike Trout autos out there in the world. And if you can't get a Bowman Chrome rookie auto, what's the next most iconic auto, at least in my mind? And that is the Topps Heritage Real One autos. And what's more iconic than a Topps Real One auto? The red ink <laughs> autos usually numbered between 69, 70, 71, 72, depending on the year. And so for me, obviously this is just, you know, it's 2019. It's a random year. It's eighth year in the league or ninth year. I don't know how that works. Uh, but, but red ink auto color match Mike Trout. Again, same lines as the last one. People see Topps Heritage Red Ink. They want to have it. It doesn't matter who it is. And then you see Mike Trout on top of it. That is going to be a must-have 10 years down the line also. So it's hard to say how much these are both are worth right now because the last time that one of those uh, Bowman Chrome Trout Red refractors sold was a while ago for pretty cheap. But, Nate, if you were to look at these two cards and say, hey, I'd rather have one or the other, no matter if one's more expensive than the other, you know, let's just say that they happen to be uh, – because I don't want to say the same price you know, because they might end far apart. But just which do you think might be the best five, 10 year hold? Well, I have to go with the one that Mike Trout actually touched. That's an on card red ink auto right there out of 70. He actually touched it. I have to have that one. Plus, if you think about it, his number's 27. LeBron's number is number six in Miami. You add it together, 33. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you came up with that on the fly. <laughs> Uh, just for some context, though, the red ink, the last red ink 9.5 that sold was on May 7th for $1,500. As for the red refractor BGS 10, the last one that sold was like four, it was a while ago, it was like four years ago or something like that when this product released. Um, it was the BGS 10, so I think it's actually this exact same card. So for like $650, but but card ladder value's got like nearly 6K right now based off of how Trout's market has moved, but that does not mean that this card's worth $6,000. Because the Bowman Chrome Autos could pull that value, estimated value, up a ton. Uh, but we'll see what it sells at. I mean, if it does sell for a ton, obviously it's a softer card. Uh, and then on the flip side, you could buy the Mike Trout Red Ink Auto for less than Nate really likes too. And obviously this is a this is a subjective matter. That's why I wanted Nate to make two cases. There's no clear-cut answer here, which is why you should always do your own research and come up with your buying decisions on your own, but also obviously um, taking different accounts of, of what maybe not necessarily others think, but even just... Uh, what the prices show, you know, if this Bowman Chrome Red Refractor out of five shows six thousand dollars, clearly a little bit more sought after, but it might mean you can get a deal on the Red Ink Auto. So, if you want to watch, join nine forty five p.m. Eastern time to uh, with hundreds of other collectors to see what we buy and sell, and also what we're giving away. It's a great time. We hope to see you there.